0: Sports is no longer just about the game itself. To be a success and to find fulfillment in the game, it takes more. The mental, relational, and cultural component has become more of a focus. No longer is talent enough. An athlete has to be trained in a holistic manner to reach their potential. Training the Complete Athlete provides a wide variety of interviews and informational podcasts for coaches, parents, and athletes to gain insight to reach a higher level of performance. So I'm excited to welcome Christine Birch today to the show. Um, It's one of those situations that when you meet somebody coaching, it doesn't matter how much time passes, you can kind of just jump back in their lives and uh, and catch up and be able to kind of share where you're at because coaches just live a very different life than the average bear. And so I actually met Christine at Concordia University Portland. She was an assistant coach. Her background is actually out of Idaho and she went to the College of Idaho. Uh, and then she transferred to Boise, and, as I say, and just became a regular person. That's what I always say: Were you a regular person, were you an athlete? But she continued to coach and found her way to um, to Portland and and was an assistant there and achieved the dream of getting into college sports. Because I think that always, lots of times in high school, it's like, okay, I just want to get to the college world. And we, like we were just talking, the college world of athletics is very very different than the high school world of athletics. Um, but as I say, it's one of the best best jobs you can have. So the topic that we're talking about is actual, uh, actually about sexual orientation and going through that transition uh, through, you know, high school, college, and into adulthood. Because in the world of sports, it's you know I always say that we don't care who you who you love, what color you are. We just want you to be able to ball. But this is a very sensitive topic, and especially I, I went to school in Utah, so it's a very sensitive topic. And Christine, growing up in the Mormon faith, that also made things a lot trickier. So I really appreciate you coming to talk about this, Christine, because I know that this is a topic that leads to much more significant vulnerability, Um, but so many athletes go through this and don't know what to do or how to get through the process of deciding who you are and what you want that to look like in your life. So I really appreciate you being so open to talk about this today. Well, thanks for having me. So now that you're an adult and and a grown up and a parent of your own, you say you probably have looked at it so differently, and also look back and and evaluate kind of the process of your life and where things happened. So when did you start realizing, hey, something's going on? I you know I'm not attracted to guys, and, but I'm also terrified to tell people that this is even going on.
1: Oh man, I'm 40 years old and I'm still no. Uh... <laughs> still learning and growing but um you know all through my growing up high school um I you know dated boys um but it was more of a social thing it wasn't like a, a romantic thing um all I really cared about in high school was getting straight A's and playing sports like I wanted to be the best basketball and soccer player there ever was and um get good grades and wanted to play in in college and, So that is, that is all I really thought about. There was never really any like self-reflection on, you know, my sexuality. And, um, that was just never a thing. So, um, when I went to college, um, actually, you know, I dated a guy my freshman year of college and it was fine. It's all I ever knew. So it was not, you know, not a nothing like there was no red flag there. No, no light bulb there. But then my sophomore year of college, um, I met a a girl that um, we just like instantly became best friends, and um, literally it felt like instantly um, we were attached at the hip from the time we met and for two years, and um, you know something happened between us physically, and I felt something I'd never felt before. Um, And, um, I did not, I did not understand that. And it, and it actually really scared me because, um, I grew up in, um, the Mormon church and, um, me being with a woman was not an option. And, um, and mostly for me, it wasn't an option because I was going to live this like, you know, I was going to be Mormon and going to, you know, I was going to get married in the temple and I was going to have kids with this husband and we were going to go to church and we're going to live happily ever after. And, and that's, that was kind of the life that I had planned in my mind. So, um, having this relationship with this woman, um, I think in the back of my head, I was like, this isn't going to go anywhere because I'm going to marry this guy and, you know, um, And so I think, you know, I fought it in a way. Um, But in the meantime, it really uh, hurt me mentally. And I I think I was always prone to anxiety, but this this led to some major depression and had to get, you know, seek some medical help there. Um, It was the first time in my life that I was ever suicidal. Um, And... It was, it, that was a huge struggle. Even after that relationship ended, nobody knew. Um, People always figure people, you know, after the fact will tell me, well, I kind of thought, but nobody actually knew because she wasn't going to tell anybody. And I wasn't going to tell anybody. Um, And even after we broke up and I was heartbroken and, you know, suffering through that, nobody knew. And so that just, you know, as you know, you keep all of that inside and that is not good for your mental health. So even after her I dated men. You know, trying to I I was going to be with a man just to prove that I wasn't gay. Um but that didn't last long either.
0: So So how did that impact, you know, as I say you talked about uh, it impacting your mental health because when kids go into college uh, usually mental health stuff amps up you know they're out on their own they're trying to find their way a lot of you know a lot of mental health stuff kind of comes into play so what did life look like for you after that year when you said I was devastated and you went through the breakup what happened then
1: um are you asking regarding like playing college sports and- that and
0: just like you know the mental side of it is you know, did you feel like you hit a depression? Like you said, the suicide, what kind of help you bring you out, out of that? Or what did that look like after that period of time?
1: I really, I don't really think I, um, I dealt with it mm-hmm. because what I ended up doing is I ended up quitting school. Um, well, I say quit, but I just, I ended that year at, um, college of Idaho and, um, and didn't go back. I, so in essence, I quit going to school. I quit playing basketball. Um, the relationship continued a little bit, but when that did end, I just, I went back to school. I ended up going to Boise state a year or so later. And, um, you know, I was, I went back to church. I, you know, I just, I think I was in denial and just didn't even deal with it. Um, a lot of this stuff didn't re- hasn't really like didn't really come to the surface for years. Years after like I came out. And, you know, and like I say, I continued to grow. I, I I've unfortunately had this cycle in my life of, you know, uh, being a member of the the Mormon church and being gay don't really go together. And I, I've always felt like I had to pick one or the other. And so I ended up having this cycle of, I would be with a woman and not go to church. And then I'd break up with her and I'd go back to church. And then I would meet someone and I would go be with a woman and not go to church. And then I would break up with her after feeling guilt and shame for a number of years. And then say, I got to go back to church. And I'd go back to church, you know, and, um, and so I, I, I went through a lot of counseling, but I, I just, I never, I don't think I ever really admitted to myself. You know, I, I've joked with people before there's, there is a difference between knowing that you're gay and accepting it. And obviously I knew something was going on back at my sophomore year of college. I was 20 years old when I had that first experience. And I know what I felt, which was very different than any time that I had kissed a boy or dated a boy how different that feeling was with a woman so i knew back then Mm -hmm. i probably didn't really come to accept it until after i mean late in my 20s or even when i was 30 you know
0: so when when did you decide that you needed to start talking about this to family and friends
1: um i had started dating um a woman uh when i was uh let's see where was i was i at boise state and um we we decided we were going to move in together into an apartment together and um so we both had to tell our parents mm-hmm. we felt like it was time we had pro- i want to say we had probably dated a year or two um, before we told anyone everyone just thought we were best friends um and we're gonna move in together and it was like this will be the perfect segue into me just telling my parents like hey we're moving in together and oh by the way so it was actually thanksgiving day of um i want to say 2006 i was 26 years old and um, uh, every, we were all at my parents' house, and all my siblings had left. And um, I asked my parents if I could chat with them. And, and I told them, I said, We're moving in together. And by the way, you know, we're more than friends. And um, I cried for probably two days straight before leading up to that. Um, And in retrospect, you know, I look back and a lot of people were like, did you think that they were going to, you know, not love you or anything like that? And that has never been an issue with my parents. I have never, I never thought they were going to disown me. I never thought that they were going to hate me, but I am one of those people pleasing people to the max. And I did not want to disappoint them. And so that was all those tears and all, all that anxiety was just I did not want to disappoint my mom and dad. Um, How did they handle it? Um, they, you know, the, their initial reaction was, well, you know, you know, we still love you. Right. And I was like, yeah. I, but you also know, you know, where we stand on this issue. You know, and I was like, yeah, I know. Uh, we didn't have to talk a lot about it i was very well versed in the church i and i and i loved the church so um but there are definitely some growing pains that came after that you know um because things change you know just like i had had in my mind that i was going to date and marry a man and live this life, you know, that's probably what my parents had in their mind too, that this was how their kid's life was going to turn out. Um, and so that was a shock to them. So there was definitely some growing pains, but I do have to give credit to my mom and dad. They, I've never worried about them not loving me. How did your friends take it? Um, that's a mixed bag. Uh, No, none of my friends, um, explicitly said things to me, like I was a bad person or they didn't like me or anything like that. Everyone, you know, was, um, kind, but then they quit calling and they quit hanging out with you and you find out that they had this get together that you would always be invited to, and you weren't invited anymore. Um, Or people don't want to acknowledge your person. So they're doing a couples thing. And, hey, Christina, can you come? Not can you and, you know, my partner at that time, her name was Jennifer. Um, It wasn't, can you and Jennifer come? Or when people would, would call and talk to you. How's school? How's work? How are your mom and dad? hey, good to talk to you. No one wanted to ask about Jennifer, you know, so that was hard. Um, And there were only a couple people I really confided in for that first year. And one of them led to a really hurtful experience, which just made me close up even more. Um, I told a friend who I had met coaching um, basketball camps in the summer together. And um, she was one of the very first friends that I told and, um, believing wholeheartedly that she would never say anything to anyone. And, you know, that was understood in our conversation, but, and she was awesome about it. And she, she came to visit us in Boise and she was great. And then, um, she ended up telling someone who then told the head of these basketball camps that, um, we coached out together. And I got a phone call with, from him within the week. And he told me, uh, his words exactly were, um, you are the spawn of Satan and I cannot have you coaching at my basketball camps.
0: So it, probably
1: great sense of betrayal
0: and just I mean, devastating to have somebody that you had walked alongside for so long for you.
1: Absolutely. I dedicated four summers to coaching at this man's basketball camps and and he loved me. And he thought he loved the way I coached. He I mean, he would stand up in front of all the coaches at a coaches meeting and oh Christina Birch, she is everything you want a coach. She's that she's Christian. She's, um, you know, she's, she knows her X's and O's. She has high expectations of her kids. Um, and he might as well have said, and she's straight. That's what makes her the perfect coach, you know, because he found out I was gay and he called me. Yeah. It, that, that experience probably caused more harm than anything else even to this day I have a hard time telling people sometimes and and people want to say to you why didn't you tell me okay so side note for anyone out there listening when someone comes out and tells you you're gay do not say to them why didn't you tell me before what you should say is thanks for trusting me and telling me it doesn't matter when they tell you the fact that they told you is a big deal but anyways um, I kind of forgot where I was going with that story but um... well I think the big thing is is it's such a hard thing to come out
0: come out especially when people have found out and have treated you so poorly right yes yes I mean, that's I,
1: exactly I... where I was going with that thank you um, yeah. it's why I have a hard time to this date you know, telling people and in my most recent relationship, you know, and, and, and telling people it's like that, that rejection and that, um, I mean, it wasn't even just rejection. It was, that was hurtful. And that yes. was, that's vindictive. You know, that it is awful. Um, I don't ever want to feel that. And, and, and people want to say, but you know, me and you trust me. It's like, well, I also trusted that friend that I told I also knew that guy and trusted him and loved him. And that was the ultimate betrayal. I haven't spoken to him or had anything to do with that camp since then. And and that was something that I loved, you know, and looked forward to every every year. So um so it really did it really has shaped some of these these feelings of, that I have, some of these fears that I have, that even as a 40-year-old woman, you know, who, you know, I have two kids from a relationship with another woman. People know <laughs> I'm gay, but sometimes it's still really hard to talk about because you, you don't know how people are going to react.
0: Well, and that's a perfect lead-in to the, the whole self-image that um, I know. I've had uh, dear friends come out to me, and my thought was always, they're the same human being, the moment that they told me as the moment before they told me who they are, doesn't change. And, but it does, it, it impacts that self-image. So how did that, you know, I'm. Mean, you talked about that moment with a coach, but like, when you think about going through those stages of development through high school and college and early adulthood, how has that impacted? How has your sexuality impacted your self-image?
1: Um it's, it's just, it is, can be a difficult question to answer in the sense that I've, I've actually always had a pretty positive self-image. I, you know, a lot of people tell me that I'm very confident, you know, and some people would even, um, you know, would tease me about being cocky and it's like, no, I'm not cocky. I just, you know, I know, I know who I am. I know where I stand, but what it, what it really hurt was, you know, the, the faith that I grew up in or the religion, I should say that I, you know, grew up in and having some of those beliefs, it made me, it did make me question if this part about me was a bad thing. If this part about me made me sinful or evil or wrong, you know, and I've had some wonderful people in my life who have said helpful things like, Christina, you know, God doesn't make junk. You know, I had a coworker that used to tell me that all the time. Um, And I loved that, like, he didn't make a mistake. Um, He didn't screw up when he created Christina Birch, you know, Um, but it's hard because when when that particular part of you has created so much hurt and heartache in your life, how can you not question it a little bit? and go, "Wait a minute, You know, what's wrong with me?" So um, So I mean, I, I guess with that self-image, yeah, it, it, it did create a little dent in my armor. That, you know, and all these other things, I was very, I'm very confident who I am and, and, you know, um, and, and I love a lot of the characteristics that I've been blessed with. You know, I do love that. I have a great sense of humor. Like, how can people not love that? <laughs> you know, but, um, but it, it does put a little dent in your armor when this one particular part of you leads to all this heartache. Well,
0: and I think that's what really grabbed me when I just read your post in the last week was because when I first met you from the moment I met you, I was like, Hey, this is this confident coach. You and I were similar ages. Like, you know, I just felt super at ease and you were goal oriented and all these things. And so to read that, that vulnerability in your post hit me in a way of, okay, if this woman who is super confident and it seems like this, you know, life is, you know, super easy is battling this even at, into into mid-adulthood. Imagine all these kids that are going through this at the young point, right? And so that's Absolutely. why when I reached out to you, I was like, okay, I'm asking you a big ask, but you are going to be such a great person to say, this is a difficult thing. And it is a, part, a, a big part of the story. And there's many ups and downs that come along with it.
1: Absolutely. And it is a big part of the story. And, you know, I you know, I'm a high school math teacher and I have, I have students who are very open and, and out, and it's no big deal. And I just, I admire them, you know, and I'm just like, that is so awesome that they can be that way. So you're going to have some stories of people who, it doesn't even, who cares, which, which is truly how it should be. I would love that. Like, no one has to come out as straight. Um, you know, no one, no one has to introduce themselves and say, you know, I'm a mom of two and, um, I'm a high school math teacher and I, and I coach and, oh, and I'm straight, you know? So, so why do, why do we have to even, why does that have to be an issue? But, um, it is important for coaches and parents to realize that, um, that, that that it is a big deal for kids and, um, for some bigger than others. And for me personally, um, mostly because of my background and just in what I believed it, um, it was one of the worst things. I mean, I, I was told that sexual sin is worse than murder. You know, it's like, or second, yeah, let's, get, let's get real <laughs> people. I'm like, are you joking me? Like, what is, what is you know, that have to do with anything about the, the type of human being that I am. Um, so it is definitely a, a big thing. And, and depending on the kid and depending on the person, it, it may be really scary.
0: So do you find that the, the sporting world is more accepting Or do you find it just as terrifying judgmental as being, as I say, I always hate to say the normal world, but I think the the sporting world is different. Um, Just like, you know, performing arts is different. Like we just kind of roll in a different way. Yeah. It's
1: been more accepting or not so much there. There's definitely parts, you know, when, um, when I stepped on that court and played with my teammates, we all had one common goal. We wanted to win nothing else mattered. Didn't matter who we were dating, what we were doing outside of basketball. I mean, some of my dearest friends were my teammates and we had nothing in common except (laughs) basketball, you know? So that was enough. It was, that was enough. That was all we needed. Um, So the sport itself, if you, if you can think of it that way, yes. So, so forgiving. And so So um, the great equalizer, you've talked about that, that nothing else mattered out there. Um, I think, uh, you know, the teammates that I told, none of them really cared that much. Uh, I I don't think I ever confided in any coaches about it, Um, not for anyone's fault or anything like that, but um, I saw it much more as a coach how this my sexuality impacted me um came out more as a coach than it did as a player and um and I would say um the my coaching colleagues 100% absolutely way more accepting and yeah coaches didn't care you know there was there was no coaching colleagues that were like oh okay um they they were all amazing um players they didn't care (laughs) you know and for some of them when they found that out about me that opened a door for they that to them made them go oh she's gonna understand this thing that i'm going through then oh she's gonna you know she's a safe person to talk to about this so if anything that created uh better opportunities Uh, the place where it was not more was not more accepting was was with parents the parents it was more of a um more like the real world (laughs) you had some who absolutely didn't care but you had others who all of a sudden um they felt that i was a threat to their child's safety because um i was gay so that was really hurtful um Because with some parents, I had coached multiple kids of theirs and they loved me and they would, they would ask me, when are you going to take over? When are you going to be the head coach? Because, you know, you're such a role model to our daughters and, and, um, you know how to talk to them and you know how to coach them and blah, 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 blah. And then they found out later when I'm coaching their second or third kid that, um, that I was gay and, um, and just a side note, these were all Mormon parents, by the way. Um, They tried to get me fired, you know, they went to the athletic director and the principal and and tried to get me fired. And, um, and again, that is so hurtful when this is something that I absolutely love doing and that, um, and that I was pretty good at. And, and all I wanted was to help players, uh, be better people and learn wonderful lessons about life all through a game that we loved.
0: When I've helped kids get recruited, uh, throughout my career when I'm not coaching, whichever, you know, I, I always want kids to get to go play in good homes. And one of the things that I had heard from a parent was, well, I don't know if I want my daughter going to play for somebody that's gay. And I'm sitting here, thinking of my list of favorite coaches um, that I would kill for my daughter if she would have been a softball player uh, to what? play from for. And honestly, only one of them is straight. And I never think, Oh my gosh, I have to keep somebody away. I think they're an awesome human being and they know how to win. Right. And that's all that really matters. But lots of people get, they do, they think they're going to recruit their kids or something of that matter. And that's just really not the case to kind of go back to coaches and, and, and just saying that quality. Hold- Coach has no connection to who they're in a personal relationship with, right? And as I say, my, my very short list of awesome coaches, uh, I never look at them and go, okay, you're gay, you're straight, you're a man, you're a woman. It's who are you? Who are you as a person? And what do you bring to the overall ex- experience to a student athlete? And I think parents miss that focus of who their coach is. And like I say, heterosexual coaches are just as much predators, actually probably more so predators than homosexual, um, uh, coaches. And so I I always thought it was interesting that that even comes into uh, the equation. Now I'll be honest, I wanted to play for a female coach, but that was because I'd always played for men and I just wanted to change. And I was hoping maybe some of the ego didn't quite go with it, but in the world of coaching ego goes with everywhere. So it doesn't really matter.
1: (laughs) Yeah, You know, that's funny. I only played for, um, male coaches. And I didn't ever even realize that until you just said that right now, but I just wanted to win. I mean, and, and that was the same thing with me as a coach, you know, myself was I just wanted to win and, and I didn't, I didn't care what your, your background was, or, you know, this or that. I wanted, I wanted you to go out there. I wanted you to be a good teammate. Um, I wanted you to work hard and build the skills that you needed to, to win the basketball game you know, and if you're going to help us do that, yeah, you're going to play. And if you can't help us do that, you're going to have a role on the team, but maybe it's not, you know, that playing time, but, you know, going back to something you, you know, you said earlier about, you know, listening to some of your teammates come out and, you know, how hard that could be for them. You know, I, I told you that, you know, when I told my parents, they were, they were pretty good about it, and there there were definitely some growing pains through there, but I never once doubted their love for me. Um, and they, you know, right now to this day, they are my biggest support. My parents and my siblings um, have been incredible. Um, but I do I do know people, and and I do know of stories of people who. Um, when they told their families, they were completely disowned and they, and they don't have that, that anymore. And so, you know, for coaches who are listening out there, they, you have to understand that sometimes, you know, when you have kids in these situations, you're, you're going to have to step in and show them what the parents should have done. And just said, I love you no matter what, you know, and, and this doesn't change. Or you don't have to say I love you no matter what. You can say this does not change how I feel about you <laughs> at all. Just like if you told me that you grew a new mole on your arm. Like that has no bearing on who you are um, as a person. And uh yeah, who I choose to spend my uh time with uh when I'm at home has nothing to do with uh the the kind of coach I am, the kind of person that I am. You know, there are jerks. That are in relationships and they're great people that are in relationships. It doesn't matter who they're in the relationship with, you know. So it's funny
0: thinking about coaches like needing to fill the role. I always say at the third parent because we are probably um, as influential, if not more influential, sometimes than parents. And I had a kid come and tell me some major stuff. Um, you know, wasn't coming out, but telling me some very major stuff, and I was very calm about it. And she looked at me. She goes, "I thought you were gonna." freak out. And I go, Oh yeah, that's what your parents are for. You know, but yeah. I was so used to people reacting in that way. And those big ways of, Oh my gosh, this is the end of the world instead of, okay, let's talk about what's going on and, and move on with our relationship because that's the thing is, and this is kind of t- leads to my last question is when you identify yourself, where does your sexual orientation go on the list? Cause you know, when I look at people, that's not even in my top 20, right I'm always like okay that goes way down because you know for me I'm like oh my gosh Christine is so funny she's confident she's a great mom like she's all these things I never think oh yeah and she's gay you know that's you know I mean the only time it registers I'd be like oh if you're with a woman but I don't even think about that you know like when I have friends that are you know oh yeah my teammate's wife I don't even think about that so for you where is that in your identity maybe when you were younger and where does it fall in your identity now
1: yeah when I I mean, when I was younger, it was not even on the list. Um, now, as I'm older, you know, it that all has to do with where is it even relevant? D- depending on the conversation and where we're at, you know, um, sometimes that just comes out because of the course of the conversation. For instance, when I was pregnant <laughs> and people would say, oh, it's really funny because I, I've always been a very private person. So like even my coworkers who so I'd been teaching at the same school for six years. And some of those coworkers when I was pregnant was like, Oh, um, is your husband excited? And I was like, Oh, I don't have a husband. That's how I would say it. And then they'd be like, Oh, I, I mean your boyfriend. I was like oh I don't have a boyfriend and they're like oh I'm sorry is the dad not involved and I'm just like oh my gosh (laughs) so then I'd have to say well um, my baby doesn't have a dad Um, I have you know my partner is a woman and yes we are very excited about um, you know bringing this baby into the world and they're like oh oh sorry you know so it's like it's just if it's not even Relevant conversation. It's not on my list. However, I will tell you when I meet new people, it is in the back of my mind. And, and that is not because I think it's important. It's because it has had such an impact on my life, both negative and positive that it's there, you know? So, so it's there on that mental list, it's probably in there. It's probably in the top three, only because it's been made such a big deal. Not because I think it's important. I think what, you know, when people say, you know, tell me who you are. The first thing I say is I'm a mom, you know, of two awesome boys. Um, I'm a teacher, I'm a coach, you know, um, but, um, gay was never, I I wouldn't just come out and say that, but as you get to talking about people and they want to start asking about, you know, your spouse or your partner, um, you know, and then they find out that my, you know, girlfriend's name is Jennifer. Oh, and I just referred to her as my girlfriend. Then it, you know, it all kind of comes out. But um, again, that would be something when you're coaching student athletes for you to realize that, yeah, they may not talk about it, And they may not, you know, they may not be comfortable with it and they may not be out, but it is in there. And, and, and they, if they're not talking about it, they're scared and they're, and they're worried or, um, you know, it is in there, but, uh, but, and it's probably my 40 year old self going, it shouldn't matter. It's not relevant. You know, and if it becomes relevant, then sure. I'll, I'll tell you, but, you you get told enough times that you're you're a bad person or hey it's okay for you to have those feelings but you can't act on it. You get told that enough times you just don't want to tell people anymore. You know.
0: I had an athlete that I've known for a very long time and I knew everybody knew that she was dating another member of my team. And we I said, "Hey, let's go for a walk." She'd been de- struggling with some family stuff. And we were just walking along and I finally look at her and I go, can we just call a spade a spade? And she goes, what are you getting to? And I go, can we just say that you and Courtney are together and, and be, and move on. And she literally started laughing. Cause I could tell her finally, it was like, the jig is up. I'm like, there was no, jig," like, you know, and yeah. I, cause I, I always looked at her. I'm like, that is, a, 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 I almost want to laugh and say, I don't know what you're hiding from. You know, we know, and I know you inside and out. And my first thing when I think of you is your alley first, awesome yeah. shortstop second. Cause when she was growing up, she was always awesome shortstop and Allie second yeah. this like our athletes need to be seen for who they are. And, you know, and as I say, their sexual orientation or even their ability to play a position or their all American status or mental health status should always be lower on the list. You know, I always think, I, I mean, to be honest, I don't even think of like, okay, you're a female athlete. I think you're an athlete and you are hardworking and you're committed and all those things. Because those are the things that are the qualities that make them a great individual. And I think that's what's really important as coaches, as parents, as teammates, is to look at it as, as you are these things, first and foremost, those are over here. But so often we get lost in those things. We miss out on these great qualities. And I, and I, and that's what I always wish that with my teammates, when we were talking about they struggling to come out living in Utah, as I say, it was, it's much more difficult they had these amazing qualities and people would stop focusing on those. Like you said, the the moment they would come out and I, that was always very confusing to me because they were always the same fabulous person before and after. Right. Christine, I really appreciate this. As I say, this is a big topic that is very sensitive. And I, I love that you are able to share from every perspective, since you are a mom and you've been a college coach and you've been a student athlete, because I think all of us kind of trip over ourselves of what to do and when we need to be honest and how we need to look at, you know, uh, things from our, for our student athletes as a coach and reaching out to our, 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 players and as teammates, when our kids are struggling. Cause like you say, when you were going through school, you were struggling with their stuff and people didn't really know. And it's hard sometimes to go, they're struggling. When is it safe for me to reach out? And I always say, if you notice that a kid is not, you know, kind of doing their regular thing, it's time to ask a question and say, how are things for you? And whatever they say, take it with grace and compassion. And that's what you said, compassion. And I think that is one of the biggest things because being in the world right now is hard enough as it is. We need to be each other's biggest support instead of each other's biggest judge uh, judgment. And I think that word compassion is, is truly important. So I wish you and your beautiful boys the best of holiday seasons, even through COVID. Hopefully they will have a few adventures. Um, I actually, for the first time, I'm praying for snow. So our kids actually have something to look forward to. Me, the non-snow kid, I'm like, I want these kids to get snow just so they can have a little magic through this year. So thank you so much for your time. I, I really do do appreciate it
1: yeah no problem thank you for having me and thank you for doing this podcast and and addressing these kids as a whole that coaching is uh is a holistic thing it is not it's not just about uh winning and losing games and please know that if anyone ever needs anything you can give them my number you can give them my information um i will always be an, an ally and um and i'm happy to talk to anybody Um, about these things because I do know that I don't ever want to see someone else go to that same dark place that I've been and suffer alone and and in silence when um when there there are resources and there there is help out there so thank you for um having me and uh for doing such valuable work Check out Training the Complete Athlete anywhere you can find
0: podcasts or go to the website at www.trainingthecompleteathlete.com.